This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Paul was entrusted with the gospel. Entrusted. I, I want you to think about that for a moment. That the Father literally entrusted the Apostle Paul with heaven's song. Heaven's song is the gospel. If the Father had a megaphone... And you gave him three minutes to preach, which some places do these days. The father would say one thing. This is my son. Jesus himself is the father's only sermon. Him. The actual Jesus. And I've got good news for you tonight. He's really here. He's not kind of here. He is fully here. He's right here. He's right here, right now. And Jesus said, if two or three gather in my name, I'm there even in the midst of you. That promise can keep you up at night, every night for the rest of your life. That if you gather with an awareness of Jesus. Guys, I want to, we've got to get still here. There's, there's souls at stake and we're going for this. So find your seat, please. Even if it's on the floor. Ushers, I'll need help with those doors. They're, they're in and out way too much. So Jesus makes this promise. And the promise is that if we would gather in his name, that he would be there. Even in the midst of us. Him being here is an amazing, phenomenal, beautiful promise. The greatest promise in the world is the Lord in us, with us, on us. In Him we live, move, and have our being. He Himself is the promise. The new covenant, the new covenant is not a contract. The new covenant is a person. That's the Bible. It's what the Lord said to the Son in Isaiah 49. I will give you as a covenant unto them. You, you, the Father, to the Son. You will be the covenant. The actual you. Now hear me. Not the thought of you. Not the concept of you. Not the occasional conversation about you. Not you using my name like a postage stamp that somehow takes my prayer and causes it to arrive at its destination. The actual Jesus, He Himself, is the New Testament. He is the New Covenant. So the Lord, as He breaks bread at the Last Supper... He tells the disciples, take, eat, and drink. This is the cup of the new covenant in, in, in my blood. The covenant is in his blood. The life of the flesh is in his blood. In other words, the covenant is in his life. He is the covenant. And this is the good news regarding that. 
The good news is, is our, our covenant is as eternal as He is. Wow. Isn't that amazing? The surety, the guarantee is as secure as He is. So Jesus never said that he who comes to the sinner's prayer shall be saved. Jesus never said, for God so loved the world to Nicodemus that that he sent an altar call. He said, what? You don't believe in altar calls? Oh, I believe in them. I just believe you have to meet Jesus when you go up there. And uh, Christian conferences don't save people either. And books don't save people. Can I cut it a little deeper? And Bibles don't save people. You got to meet Jesus when you read the Word. Prayer meetings don't save, and Christian television doesn't save, and uh, your devotional doesn't even save, and neither does your prayer life. Jesus saves. In fact, He does way more than save us. He Himself is salvation. And the game was changed for eternity. The whole thing got flipped on its face. The moment Simeon who was a holy man, held this little baby who was being dedicated. His name was Yehoshua, Jesus. And Simeon looked down at this person, this this person, not a system, not a scroll, not a text. He's holding a baby that had breath and a heartbeat and eyes and desire and feelings thoughts and he looks down at this person and says something that changes the world he says this because the moment the word of God expresses it it's done this is what he says mine eyes have seen your salvation he looks down at the baby and says salvation is a person a real person Salvation is Him. That's why His name is the Lord our salvation. And friend, I came to tell you tonight that saviors gladly save. He'll gladly save you. You say, well, I, I don't know if I really know Jesus the way you're talking. I... How can I know? How do I know if my soul is secure? If you're wondering that, there's a good chance it's not. Peter wrote, make your election sure. Make it sure. In other words, you can mess with a lot of stuff. 
You know, if you want to be a doctor and instead of a, an accountant, it's not great. You can, you can kind of do that. If you want to go biking instead of fishing, well, go whatever you want to do. If you want to live in Oklahoma or tech, whatever. Yeah, it's not optimal, but there's some stuff where there's a little wiggle room. But there's one thing that you just cannot play with. The stakes are way too high. There's people out there today saying, hell's just not real. It's just a status of kind of being away from God. And uh, even after that, there's a way home and everyone's saved. Everyone's saved. They just, they just don't know it. And they're just kind of sleeping. You, you, I'm not playing around. That's being preached. That because one died, all have been made righteous, whether they accept Jesus or not. Well, that's just not the word. But I want to say tonight, listen, not knowing Jesus is way more serious than just kind of being asleep. A soul away from the Lord is way worse off than just needing to kind of realize it. The scripture says, we were enemies unto the Lord. I know we don't like to hear that anymore, but that's the word of God. You say, well, I thought he loved us. Oh, yeah, that's why I said love your enemies. That's who he is. Doesn't change the fact that without Jesus, we are enemies unto God. That's way worse off. Daniel Kalinda said the other day, why when we were together, he said he heard someone say that I'm better, they, they, they were writing a song, that, that we're better off I'm sure they're wonderful people, but he was just using the analogy. I'm better off now that I met Jesus. Dan's like, no, no, no. You're better off if you choose a salad over a cheeseburger. The stakes are way higher than just being better off. This is real. How many of you know how, how Jesus suffered? How many know how how intensely he suffered. Do you ever wonder why the intensity of the suffering? It's because of the intensity of the darkness of our condition without him. That's why he suffered so much. Because we are in a horrible place without him. And the Bible calls it death. That's what the Bible calls it. Death. Death. And so the scripture says, the wages of sin is death. The wage is death. The wage, the payment for sin is death. Your paycheck for living a life of sin is death. You say, well, I don't live a life of sin. I don't do stuff anymore. I'm not talking about the stuff. Those are the symptoms. Those are the symptoms. Maybe you're like, I'm stuck in porn. I'm stuck looking at these things at night. I'm stuck in perversion. I'm stuck in anger and greed. I'm stuck in being cold and cut off from God. All of these are symptoms of a deeper issue called sin. Those are sins. Uh, the source of sins is sin. And that deeper issue is this. It is a heart that says, 
Jesus, I've got this on my own. I don't need you. That is sin at the core. Sin at the core is wanting life without the prince of life. It is saying, Jesus, you, the person, I've got this all covered. I cannot hand my life over to you. This, this transaction seems too extreme. I can't give me to you. That is sin. It is life away from the Lord. Now death, the payment is this. Death is this. Separation from the presence of God. Complete separation. And I'm not talking about physically dying. You can be sitting in this Christian conference tonight completely dead. Dead. You could be a preacher and be dead. You can give your life to sermons and never give your life to Jesus. You can give your life to the church and never give your life to Jesus. You can give your life to praying for the sick and never meet the healer. It's about Him. You say, man, are you telling me I actually have to meet him? That's exactly what I'm telling you. If you don't meet him, if you don't meet him, you are not born again. I'm not saying you have to have an open eye vision. I am saying this. There has to come a moment where you and he collide by faith. So the wage for turning my heart in the other direction, which is sin, that payment is death. But, 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 the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. You earn death. You choose to work for it. In fact, The curse of the law is actually this. Jesus, I'm going to try to please you without you. And you work from the sweat of your brow, trying to please God without God. So you're working, and you're dying. And then Jesus shows up and says, Come unto me, all you who are tired and heavy laden. You're tired of carrying your own work trying to pay for your own sin. Come unto me if you're weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll give your soul rest. And so instead of working to die, you receive a gift to live. You earn death, and you receive life like a little child. You say, that sounds good. It's way better than good. Because a changed Michael is still a hell-bound Michael. You said, I I thought my life would be changed tonight. No, 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 no. Way better than that. Your life will not be changed tonight. Your life will be replaced tonight. Replaced tonight. You come to Jesus. And you give Jesus you. You take you and you lay you at His feet. That's the good news. Because some of you think you need to come with you and something else. But Jesus died for you. So you are enough. And so you bring you to the table. And you say, Jesus, here I am. Take me. 
And Jesus says, I'll gladly take you. And he takes you by faith. Listen to me. Takes you by faith and nails you to the cross. That's what the Bible says. That we have been crucified with Christ. And somehow, in the wisdom of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, in that moment, I am crucified with the Lord Jesus. And all I am, all I never was, everything that didn't measure up, all my sin, no sin too horrible, is nailed to a tree. And so Jesus, listen, Jesus became the curse, the Bible says. The curse. The Bible says that, that he became the curse. And the curse was nailed to that which was cursed. Listen, you got to get this. The scripture says, cursed is any man who hangs on a tree. God didn't have an issue with trees. God was throwing the devil the greatest change up the universe had ever seen. Because the moment he spoke it, it set it in motion and it couldn't be reversed. So God said, that anyone who hangs on a tree is cursed. So Jesus became the curse and hung on a tree. And the curse got cursed. And two negatives always become a... And that's why the Bible said, had they known, those devils would never have crucified the King of Glory. Had they known the wisdom of God, that if death dies, death dies forever. So tonight, you're not going to be just fixed. You're going to die, and Jesus, in exchange, is going to give himself to you. And he's going to take your body, your actual body, your body, and he is going to come and live inside of you. And so the Bible says, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? That's way better than being better off. The old you dies and God goes, I know what I'll do. I'll make your body my house. (laughs) So whether you're an usher or a preacher or working in the sound booth or the control room, it doesn't matter. You have a fountain inside of you that never moves. And you can close your eyes. You can be sweeping and go, oh, Jesus, I have new life. I am a brand new person. And your body becomes the house of God. Oh, my Lord. That's the gospel. And that's why it sounds so fresh. Because it's always wonderful news. So this is my question. I want all of you to look at me. This is the question. I'm not asking you if you prayed a prayer. This is my question. Are you free from sin? Free? You said, no, Michael, there's no way. Nobody's really free. Uh, we're not going to be free till we go to heaven. We're, we're not going to be free till we die. If we have to wait till we die to be free, that means death is our Savior and Jesus is not. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Do you think Jesus died so you'd be a slave? Oh, no, 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 it's so hard. It's hard not to look at a woman. Why is it hard? Why can't you look at Jesus? 
It's hard not to go on those websites. It wouldn't be hard if you were worshiping. There's no sin in that place. Why is it hard? You think Jesus died so you'd be bound? I'm all about helping people through stuff. and I, I, I get counseling. I'm in Reading right now. There are three months a year. I get counseling. We try to get counseling every week. But you know, you know why I love those counselors? I say, dude, keep going after Jesus. I can tell you this. I have been a free man for 15 years. Free. Sin looks disgusting to me. I'm not trying to promote myself. I'd just be a liar in the presence of God if I told you that the Christian life is a life of bondage. It's not a life of bondage. Jesus said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. It's a real freedom. Completely free. Free from sin, free from the fear of man, free from bondage, free from whatever. Free from all of it. You can literally live in perfect freedom. And if you do happen to slip up, you can come back as a son or daughter and say, Jesus, I'm sorry. You're so wonderful. Wash me in the blood. And all of a sudden, your conscience is made clean. And you start over again. It's real freedom. Why am I hitting this freedom piece? Because Jesus made a statement. He said, he who sins is a slave to sin. Freedom. Lack of bondage. That's why he died. Would you all stand up, please? The Lord told me, steward the gospel. I've entrusted you with it. Just last week, I said, yes, Lord. On every head bowed and eye closed, please. The Bible says you alone know the hearts of men, O Lord. You alone know the hearts of men. Is the Lord shining that glorious x-ray of the Holy Spirit on your heart? You and the Lord both know if you're at peace with God. You and the Lord both know if you're free from sin. You and the Lord both know if He is living inside of you and you're living a life of freedom. You say, Michael, I need help tonight. I need to give my life fully over to Jesus. I can't do this slavery thing anymore. I want you to run down here right now. You say, I'm coming. I'm coming now. I'm coming to the Lord tonight. Tonight's my night. I'm done with the games. I am going to meet Jesus face to face. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.